So, say you get an expansion team. You have first pick in the draft. Your first pick's going to obviously be quarterback, right? Yeah, absolutely. What's your next pick? I'd personally go with a left tackle. And pick after that? Anything but a wide receiver. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Break. I'm Sam. I'm Lucas. And for those of you who are new here, this is a sports podcast. We kind of just talk about random topics that are a little more niche, not really just current events keeping up like that. But we talk about things that people think about, people talk about, but you don't really hear about at all in uh, media or podcasts or anything. Today's episode is going to be about building an NFL team and what positions we think are most valuable, what positions we think are overvalued, and how we think GMs should look at their teams when they're trying to create a contending championship team. Absolutely. We're really excited for this one. Um, We'll take a look at a bunch of different positions, obviously quarterbacks, obviously offensive, defensive lines, but uh, let's start with something that I don't think is important, I know you don't think is important, the wide receiver position. Right, so... I think my biggest case study here is going to be Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. And I understand this is a little unfair because Odell obviously hasn't been on very good teams. But when you look at a guy like that, he's being paid a massive, massive contract. Right. And he really isn't making a big difference. When you look at the way that his teams have performed with him on and off the field, he's not giving them any extra wins on the field. When he plays well... They lose when he plays well, they win. When he doesn't play well, they lose. He doesn't play well, they win. And I've heard this talked about by different sports shows. You've heard it talked about on The Herd right, and right. other shows where we you know, hear them talking about value and contracts. But I really think he's the best example of this is an elite top-tier wide receiver mm-hmm. who isn't making a huge difference. Right, and I like using Odell as an example of this, but I don't want to single out Odell. There's guys like A.J. Green, who's been on the Bengals for years. One of the best receivers in the league. When he's playing, even when he's not playing, they're not a very good team. Never has been. Not, not a consistently good team. Um, guys like Antonio Brown. Nobody wants him. You know? And obviously there's off-the-field issues. But the Steelers were saying, you're too much of a distraction to our team. Too much potential money that you might want in the future. For us to, to take you on our team. Because our offense can function very similarly without you or with you. And it's just, Odell's a perfect prime example. Don't want to single him out, but grand scheme, I don't think wide receivers are all that important. I think you can win with them. I think you can win without them. Right, and I think you see that, yes, with Antonio Brown, with Odell. I think Larry Fitzgerald, another example. Right. And these are guys who, while when you have a good team, they can elevate you, see the Patriots Mm -hmm. getting Josh Gordon, or they got AB for that one game. Absolutely. But... They're not the kind of position and the kind of players that are going to win you championships or make your team any better than they would have been. Regardless, I feel like if you have those key positions, your offensive line, you say left tackle, that's your big one, quarterback, you have those positions, you don't need superstar receivers taking up all that cap space and eating away where you could be filling in positions you need more. Receivers are the type of players like a Larry Fitzgerald for prime example of, of, I'm a huge fan of this guy. I love Larry Fitzgerald. Top class guy, top class teammate, top class receiver. Had one Super Bowl appearance in his career. I wish he got a ring for his sake, but he never drove his team to being a top team in the league. He was always, 
oh, look how good the Cardinals are in spite of him, or how bad they are not because of him, but just they're just a bad team. Because yeah. in the end, at the end of the day, wide receivers, they don't matter so much. Yeah, and one of the teams to throw out there was the Patriots. Right. Which we know the Patriots had Tom Brady, and right. they always have the same pieces of that championship team. Yep. They always had that reliable offensive line. Yep. They have a set of reliable running backs. Not superstar oh, Saquon no, Barkley running backs. good enough. Yeah, very, reliable. Very much good enough. You know, late first round, second round, even late round running backs mm-hmm. where these guys don't need to be superstars. I agree. They just have to be good enough with a great offensive line yep. and a great quarterback to be able to run the ball efficiently. Yeah. The thing with wide receivers as well is you have these all-star players, and as good as they are, as good as they can help an offense be, they're not worth the money because these guys are they're building their brands. They're looking out for themselves. Sometimes they're called divas, which sometimes unfair, sometimes fair. I think Odell Beckham, fair to call him a diva. I don't think a guy like uh, DeAndre Hopkins can be called a diva. He's just a really good player. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, I'd rather spend big money on a left tackle or a quarterback, or a defensive uh, interior pass rusher type of guy than I would a wide receiver, because what does a wide receiver do? He doesn't add wins. It doesn't feel like I've ever seen a receiver add wins to a team. Yeah, and I think it, it's always that thing where if you have a good receiver and you put him on a good team, the team gets better. Yep. If you have a good receiver and you put him on a bad team, that team gets less bad? I mean, I don't feel like they're getting good. I don't feel like I don't think it makes a guy's that much of an impact. I mean, yeah. He's not going to bring them to the next level. He right. might make them better. Right. But any good position will make a team right. better in theory. Like, like say the Patriots added a, a, a good, not great, say say for whatever reason a guy, now this is completely hypothetical, a guy like Stefan Diggs joins the Patriots. They're a better offense now. Right. But a guy like Stefan Diggs joins the, I don't know who's really bad right the now. The Giants. The Giants. I don't think their offense gets all that much better. I don't right. think the Dolphins offense would be world's better if they got DeAndre Hopkins right now. It would be the same old, same old, because at the end of the day, the offensive lines are bad. The quarterback play is bad. The running game might not be there for some teams. And that's the stuff that I think matters offensively. Right, and I mean, like, look at, you know, those Eagles, championship Eagles. Absolutely, I'll talk about them all day. Exactly, and like, what do they have? They have an all-time offensive line. They have a great franchise, well, they had Nick Foles in, who I still think is a good quarterback, who can be a franchise quarterback. And... That team wins a championship. Yep. But you're not looking at the Eagles team and saying, like, man, dominated by some star wide receivers. Oh, no, they had they had solid wide receivers. Don't get me wrong. You want a good receiving core. Right. You don't need these star guys that you're paying a ton of money for. They had Alshon Jeffrey. Good. On the brink of being an elite NFL wide receiver, also a little bit older. Nelson Aguilar, when he's not leaned upon heavily, is a very good receiver to have on your team. Um you know, different guys in the slot. They had Torrey Smith that season. I think he helped them out a lot. Um, you know, Zach Ertz is a, a good guy in the passing game to look at, but they didn't need a star wide receiver to be as successful as they were on offense. And they torched teams throughout the playoffs with Wentz at quarterback, with Foles at quarterback. It was predicated on a very, very good offensive line, a bunch of serviceable, good running backs that got the job done behind a good offensive line, and then a defense. That, for the exception of the Super Bowl, because they're playing Tom Brady, of all people, it was really good. And I think that defense started inside. It's still a good defense. Now, there's other problems on the football team we won't get into right now. But that year, that front seven, elite. Yeah, and I think 
in my opinion, I am a huge defensive line guy, so I love any guy that can get in like an interior rush yeah. who can always pressure the quarterback. A Fletcher then, Cox? Yeah, or, exactly. or an edge rusher or right. a Khalil Mack type yeah. or one of my favorite prospects ever who I pray wins the Heisman, Chase Young. Yeah. And these guys who they can put pressure on the quarterback, they can make him screw up, and that's a kind of thing that you have when you don't have a good enough offensive line. Yeah. And I always think of football as whatever you want on offense, on defense you want to disrupt those things. Right. So when you have a great offensive line, on defense you want a great defensive line to yep. disrupt that. And I think in the same sense that, sure, a good corner will help your team. Jalen Ramsey's helping the Rams. Right. It's not going to elevate you right. that any Eagles, farther. That Eagles Super Bowl team, not to go back to them a million times, they didn't have the best secondary. Malcolm Jenkins is a great leader. not, I mean, he's a good player, not a... Not a standout great player. Cornerbacks, nothing too special. But that front seven put so much pressure on every quarterback they faced that made the secondary's job so much easier. Exactly. And I think on both sides of the ball, you're yep. working inside out. Yep. Those lines no, where I you agree. win in the trenches is how you win games. 100%. And again, I will go back to them again and again and again. The Patriots. Yep. The Patriots are winning games. They're pressuring quarterbacks on defense. Then they're protecting their own quarterback on offense, and it's working. Yeah. And uh, given yes, weak schedule this year, mm-hmm. but historically, you see you have a defensive-minded coach in Bill Belichick, and yep. then you have Tom Brady, who just has reliable guys. He has reliable running backs. Yep. He has Julian Edelman, who someone argues a superstar or a star at the least. I think he's I, a very solid receiver. I would not call him a star receiver. I think you put him on another team, he's hey, that guy's pretty good. Right. But he's nowhere near the level he, he would be because he has Tom Brady throwing him the football. Yeah, and Tom Brady has an elite offensive line Absolutely. protecting him. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where you see the connection where yeah. you have one, another, and it leads to another. Where, sure, if Julian Edmund is on another team, he might not be nearly as good. He, I mean, anybody yeah. who goes on the Patriots is going to be better than the Patriots. Right, right. But that's just an example right there of right. Tom Brady and that offensive line and that team can elevate yep. a guy to that sort of level. Yep. And you're going to see that in any team that builds that way. Yeah. Where yeah. they're not focusing on spending their money on guys like Odell who are yeah. divas who aren't contributing to wins as much. I mean, you look at the best teams in the NFL this season to this point. 49ers, can you name a receiver on their team right now? Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders? Um, I don't know, but you know what they have? Good offensive line play, good quarterback play, and a bunch of solid running backs. No standouts. They have a Tevin Coleman, uh, Matt Breida, uh, Raheem Mostert. They're all good running backs who can get the job done on the ground, which then eases up the pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo and makes your offensive line stand out. You know what else they have on defense? A solid front seven. Yeah. Impenetrable at times. And you're seeing the results in their interception numbers going up and up. The only star player they have right now, defensively, on the on the secondary is Richard Sherman, an aging, older veteran leader. But it's that front seven that disrupts, leads them to have a very solid defense that is putting them at one of the best records in the NFL right now. Yeah, with a guy like Bosa, you're yep, going to Bosa, have that. Yep. You just need that, just to even have one. Yeah. You don't need, I mean, a whole front seven, if you can have... An elite front seven, you're going to be an elite defense. Right. But even just one guy changes everything. Yep. Khalil Mack on the Bears oh my can change yeah. everything. But the other Bosa on the yep. Chargers changes yep. everything. These guys are 
critical yes. when you want to make a championship team. Now, it makes me... I wish I could be the GM of the Bears for a day. Now, this sounds very uh, uh, narcissistic, perhaps, and like, oh, I know everything, but no. It's obviously a very difficult job. But it just... You look at the Bears, they have such a good defense because they have a guy like Khalil Mack, who was, I think, worth every penny they spent for him. Oh, yeah. All the picks and everything... You're not going to get as good of a guy with all those picks as Khalil Mack. He's a disruptor. And then everything else falls in place around him on that defense. Their offensive line isn't great. Mitch Trubisky is not great. You know, they they just need, I think they need to focus a little bit more on the offense. They need to take a look at Mitch Trubisky. Now, that's another story for another day again. But it just goes to show you how much potential is there when you have a defensive player like Khalil Mack who can get to the passer or disrupt the run game over and over again. Yeah, and I think the Bears are a good team to go back to because, right, that's a really good team. Right. But they don't have a very good offensive line. Mm -mm. They don't have a very good quarterback. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, even if you had just a, a much better offensive line, then I think we're not talking about Trubisky the same way. I think he's an right. average quarterback. Right. I think that things like that make average guys really bad. Yep. They make bad guys average they make yeah. average guys uh -huh. good make good guys great yeah. and i mean you look last year at the la rams good defense good guys up front aaron donald amazing yeah they had a bunch of other good guys on that defense and they had a good offensive line last year which made jared goff look like an elite quarterback they had good not great receivers i mean cooper cup robert woods a bunch of guys who've got jobs done um but i wouldn't call them star star receivers to the level of you know your julio jones uh um, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., and everybody like that. And they had a good running game. Now, this year, their offensive line's banged up. Not saying it's their fault. Banged up offensive line. Golf stops looking as good. And the running game stops looking as good. Gurley, maybe banged up, doesn't look great. You know, the receivers, Cooper Cup's doing what he can. But again, receivers can't carry an offense when the offensive line and quarterback aren't playing up to their expectations or as good as they could. Right, and then when you take a look at somebody like the Rams, mm -hmm. where the Rams for two years had a healthy offensive line. Yep. Those guys were together. There were no real injuries. And, I mean, that's incredible to have that kind of health in your offensive line. That's fantastic. Yep. And <clears throat> they were a Super Bowl team. Yeah. They yep. went to the Super Bowl because they had that solid, solid offense based around that line. We see it break down this year. Yeah. What happens? The Rams fall to five and four. We see a much weaker Rams team now, and we're all saying, "Well, what happened to, to Sean McVay, who last year right. was an offensive mastermind, right. and suddenly he loses his offensive line, and the conversation goes to, were we overhyping him? Is right. he not that good? What's he going to do? Right. Is he not the boy genius we thought he was? And Jared Goff, it was, he is a franchise quarterback, the star quarterback, and now... Mm -hmm. There's talks of, is he really that quarterback? Can he be right. that guy? When just a short time ago, we were convinced, yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah. there weren't any questions in L.A. last yeah. year about who who's their quarterback going forward. It was obviously Jared Goff. And it's funny, we're, we're uh, filming this out on a Monday. The Sunday night game this past week was the Rams and the, and the Bears. Last year, Coach Matt Nagy of the Bears, offensive genius, you know, coach of the year. And he was hailed as like a McVay type of, wow, this guy's an offensive genius. But now that the offensive line isn't playing well, we now have questions about Mitch Trubisky. We have questions about the line like we previously mentioned, but we also have questions now about Matt Nagy. 
can he be a coach much longer in this league? And it just goes to show you, sometimes guys, quarterbacks and coaches, are just set back a little bit because the GMs or whoever's making the big decisions about personnel don't focus on the offensive line enough. They don't focus on the quarterback position enough. You know what I mean? And it's it's frustrating to see because you see these teams with sustained excellence that you just think, why don't you just follow that formula? Good offensive line and good quarterback play. It works. And it it's almost frustrating to watch, right? Because you can see a team and say, you, like, you know what they need. Right. You look and like with the Rams, you, you have this great team that everybody says can still be a contending team. Yeah. And what do you do? You go out and get Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Which is, I guess, he was out. That he was going to leave anyway. Yeah. He was ready to be traded. So when you're looking at it that way, you say, okay, that's an asset we can yeah. go out and get. But I wouldn't be giving up anything important for him. Yeah, I'd rather them. I'd rather see them spend money on a, a good offensive line piece because yeah. that's what I think is going to translate to more wins than Jalen Ramsey will on the a, outside of your defense. A, a replacement for the guys that they've they've had right. go down or right. save up picks, and you're saving those picks. You're spending them on younger guys in the right. draft. You're saying, all right, we have a franchise quarterback. We have right. a great running back in Todd Gurley. Yep. We have. They they have Cooper Cup like they're they have they there. have playmakers they yeah. have good offensive personnel and then you say, well what can we do to make this team better is a cornerback going to do that I don't think so I, I really don't think it will because I think cornerbacks like we said earlier if you have a problem at that position it could be solved with a solid front seven exactly which I think they still have right and it's the same thing on offense if you you don't need to go get a star receiver if you have a great offensive right. line your quarterback has. Right. You know, five seconds to find a right. target. He's going to find a target nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. and at the very least, for the Rams especially, you have Todd Gurley check down right to Gurley. I mean, that's going to be yeah. some yardage regardless. Yeah, and I I just think that there is a simple formula here that the Patriots have capitalized the on. Patriots, for I think my entire yeah, life. Absolutely, I think the Colts. It took them a while, and it's unfortunate with what has happened with Andrew Luck not playing anymore. But part of that. He could still be playing if earlier in his career they said, wow, we need to get this guy offensive lineman. Because for years and years, they got different pieces throughout the team that they just ignored the offensive line. It was so frustrating because Andrew Luck tried to carry that team. He did his best to carry that team, and he did, but just with no time to throw. And we see the same thing happening right now in Houston. Now, I know they're trying, starting to try, but Deshaun Watson's an all-time talent. Get that man an offensive line. And just see what happens. I, I think you see the same thing happening against Baker in Cleveland. Yeah, and not no, to bully on Odell anymore, right. but they went out and they got Odell Beckham. They gave mm-hmm. up an offensive lineman yeah. uh, to the Giants in that pick, which they're missing out on right now. Yeah, Baker is not looking nearly as good as he did last year. Yeah. And I think Baker, I don't think Baker's a bad quarterback at all. I think no. he could be looking better if they focused on the offensive line. And, and you have a good offensive line with this offense, man, it's explosive. Chubb's a good running back. Landry and Beckham on the outside, those are weapons. And Joku, when he's healthy, very good tight end. But when you have no time to throw it to these guys and you can't establish a run game because your offensive line is so depleted and bad, it makes Baker Mayfield look not good at all. Yeah, and, and we're seeing that that is an example right there of a team that went all in on the wrong spots. Right. And they're paying for it. I mean, And a team... In the same with a quarterback that came out of the same draft class as Baker Mayfield, Baltimore is looking like one of the best teams in the league. 
because you have Lamar Jackson. We could talk about Lamar for as long as we want any other time, but they have a good offensive line. They have a good running running game with good running backs, uh, Mark Ingram, you know, good enough. They have good wide receivers. I don't think they have a star wide receiver. They have a good defense. They've had a good defense for a long time. They have the formula, I think, right now to be a very successful team for years to come. Right, and we even see that coming on a team like them where they're not even following the formula one for one. Right. They didn't pick a pocket passer. They didn't pick right. a guy who sits in the pocket and controls the game that way. Mm-hmm. They have a running quarterback mm-hmm. who has a great arm. And on top of that, we see him running all over the field. And we're saying that's not the formula anymore. Right, but look what they still have. Right. I don't think there's a formula anymore for quarterbacks. I just think quarterbacks are the number one position in importance. And you need a good one. Well, Whether he's a big pocket passer or a, a shifty little guy like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, as long as he can play and as long as you protect him with your offensive line, I think you're fine. Right, but I think if you take Lamar and you throw him on Cleveland, yeah, I don't no. know. He's, he's not as good. I if you don't throw think him is. on any team that doesn't protect him the right way and give him the opportunities to run, to Absolutely. pass, to be accurate, yep. he's not going to play as well. He's going to just run if he has to. And he's not running because he's comfortable and he sees a lane. He's running because right. he's being forced to. Right. That's when guys get injured. That's when this thing falls apart. Yeah. And I think we're we're seeing right there it's an example of, look, we drafted our guy. We're going to run our style offense. Yep. We're going to run this this college-esque right. offense. Right, because they can. Because right. they put the personnel in front and around him to be really, really good. Right, and people forget that that's a guy who can pass in a pro-style yep. offense. He can work yeah. that way because he has... Yep. The pieces around him protecting him. I think best case scenario for an NFL franchise is for everybody to be telling you, oh, your quarterback's a system quarterback. Because as as soon as you guys, or as soon as you as a team, has everyone saying, oh, your guy's a system quarterback, your system's great. So don't change a thing. And your quarterback, if you think he's the guy, will be fine. Yeah, and we see a lot of guys out there this season especially were saying like, is this a guy? This is the guy. Right. There's a lot of questions from right. Mitch. A lot of questions around Baker. Questions around now Daniel Jones, even yep. though it's early. Sam Darnold's early. Yeah. Lo- Lamar. I mean, everywhere we are seeing quarterbacks. It's a good time for quarterback play. It's an interesting time for quarterback play. And I think a lot of it comes down when we're looking at who are the quarterbacks of the future and who are the guys who maybe teams need to move off of. I think some of these guys get or don't get the benefit of the doubt. And they're just stuck in a bad system. Take a look at Josh Rosen, for example. We have no idea if he's a good quarterback yet. Yeah. Because he was stuck in non-committed Arizona and a dumpster fire in Miami. Right. He has not had a chance in a half-decent system to prove himself yet. Right. And that's a guy where, I mean, there were rumors floating around that Belichick believed in him. And thought he could be a a star in this league. And we have a guy like that where if we have a theoretical world we can put him on the right team he could be a star player a star quarterback where you have to wonder i mean our quarterbacks is the discrepancy between a good and a great quarterback getting smaller depending on the pieces around him what i mean by that is no i if we see a a good to average guy compared to a great guy Mm -hmm. a russell wilson type is the difference really the team around him that's making that gap so much larger where i'm saying could mitch trubisky be 
a star guy if he had the perfect team around him. I mean, everybody's better with the perfect right. team around him. And them. there's there's no way to really tell that. And and I'll go back to the Eagles Super Bowl a few years back. I mean, you look at Nick Foles now, though he's played a, only a few games in Jacksonville. He's not going to be the same quarterback. But in Philly, that system at that time was ideal. You had an innovative head coach with Doug Peterson who liked to run that OPO system. Nick Foles obviously loved to run that as well. And that's a case in point of great system, good enough quarterback, and then you have a Super Bowl winning team. You have some other teams. Uh, I think Russell Wilson in Seattle is a good example. Deshaun Watson in Houston is a good example of not bad system, but less than ideal, and they're still going to win games because the quarterback is that good. Yeah. Now, if you could get a perfect system around Russell Wilson, I think game over for the NFL. And I think that's probably what he had in his first couple of years when he was going to Super Bowls and stuff like that. I mean, he's been good. His teams have been good all throughout his career. But Russell Wilson was a guy who was in a great system. I mean, Russell Wilson is shining, I think, in part because of that and in part because of his own greatness. Right. And and I think just looking back over the last 10 years or so, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks who have these huge shifts in their play. Uh, take Andy Dalton, for example. Right. We can see him 8-0, 0-8. Like, yep. We can see either That's... one. Take Eli Manning, for example. He's a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. He also has had multiple seasons right. where he's led the league in interceptions. Right. And, again, the team you put around them yep. really makes who they are. There are only a few quarterbacks in this league that thrive no matter what is around them. Right. And only I think, a few, and that's only the best. Yeah, and I think Russell Wilson's the best example yep, of it. Yep. Where I think he's such a dynamic, yep. such a talented quarterback. Whatever you put around him, he can at least perform with it. Right. But he's not going to win championships without a, a Oh, absolutely not. Him. Right. I don't care who you are. You're not winning championships right. unless you have all the right pieces. Yep. And I don't think the right pieces are a ton of star receivers. I don't no. think that Jarvis and Odell are going to yep. carry the Browns anywhere and then uh, i don't see any other receivers carrying a team anywhere mm-hmm. i don't i don't think larry fitzgerald can ever be credited for carrying the cardinals anywhere no i mean as good as deshaun watson is i think you take deandre hopkins away from him i think we're talking about him the same exact way yeah and that's not to discredit deandre hopkins he is an insanely good wide receiver but at the end of the day you don't need these guys to to win football games yeah. You don't need to pay them a ton of money to draw the biggest wide receiver in just to take money away from important positions like that offensive line, like the defensive front, and, and like your quarterback position. I just think it's not the right move to overpay for a receiver. And, you know, I just think you need to, I think GMs need to start being a little bit smarter when thinking about that type of thing. Yeah. And, and like we've said before, if you take a good team and you put a good receiver on it, the team gets better. Right. You take a bad team, put a good receiver on it, the team gets better. Yeah. The issue is when you focus on that player, when you try to build around that player, when you give him a massive contract like the Giants gave Odell, yep. and then you're left saying, all right, we have barely anything to, yep. to pick around with for the free agency or to keep players even. Yep. Or you spend all your draft picks on a big receiver, say. Yeah. Now you have nobody to pick yeah. up in, in the, in the mid-rounds that can potentially help your team. Right, and, and then you're missing out on the pieces, and you get a guy like Odell, and you're like, he's going to help out Baker so much. He's going to be this huge target for Baker to throw to. It's going to be the most elite quarterback-receiver combo with him and Jarvis. Yep. And then, no, not really. 
nobody's looking out for him. Right. And it's like, yeah, no, exactly. Like, if you, if, say Cleveland had an elite offensive line already, and then you add Odell, and then Jarvis Landry, and a Joku, and that good running back, Nick Chubb. Right. That's an elite offense. Because the offensive line could hypothetically give him time. And Baker's an accurate quarterback. He's shown that time and time again. Man, that's a scary sight. But right now, a suspect defense and a very suspect offensive line leaves Baker with no time to make throws to Odell and Jarvis Landry. And that's not even to mention the egos of some wide receivers that want the ball over and over again and say, feed me the ball. We can't feed everyone the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I think you're seeing that in, in Cleveland right now as well. Yeah, and, and just to leave it off, I mean, when Antonio Brown joined the Raiders, in my head I wasn't thinking... And the Raiders are a lock. So right, they're winning, right. They're winning the Super Bowl. When he joined the Patriots, I was saying, wow. Wow, that makes that that's insanely difficult to defend. I thought he makes the Patriots a lot better. Yep. I didn't think he made the Raiders great. Right, right. Because the Patriots have a system that's going to be good regardless. They're just getting better with AB. The Raiders, we don't know about their system. So I think wrapped all into one. You want a good quarterback, obviously. Yeah. A reliable offensive line. I like left tackles. I think the most important position other than quarterback in football. Just protecting your quarterback's blind side, protecting your quarterback's health. You want a capable running game, a solid defensive front seven that helps out the rest of your secondary and defense. And at the end of it all, if your wide receivers are not stars, it's not the end of the world. No, no. Save that money. Spend it where you need it. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is episode three of The Break. If you haven't listened to the first two, go back. They're on Spotify. They're on Apple. Yep. They're on a few other platforms. Anywhere you get your podcast, there's, really. Yeah, there's eight different platforms are on Anchor. Check it out. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Lucas. I'm Sim. We'll see you guys next time. This has been The Break.